Warning, this episode contains some horrifying failed attempts at singing. Listener's discretion is advised. (laughs) (laughs) I love you too much. You love me just enough. We're women. We're married. We're millennials. And we work together. We're writing our own script for love, life, and everything in between. Join us each week as we keep it gully, aka real, and share a unique take on sex, grief, shame, and everything your mom told you not to discuss in mixed company. We're navigating life by our own rules. This is Love You Just Enough with Can and Cal. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Love You Just Enough. I'm Kelly. I'm Candace. All right, and welcome. We're excited to be here. Yeah. Candace, I have a question for you before we begin. What's up? How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. I'm a little tired today, but okay. I'm happy to be recording with you, so that's always a bright side to it. Nice. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I did not intend to sleep as late as I did today. <laughs> However, it did feel good. Could I sleep again? Of course. But I am happy to be here with you. So I'm in a good mood. I love that. That's awesome. So I saw a quote the other day that I want to discuss with you. Okay. Okay. So it said, Relationships are a process of proving to one another that you're there for each other. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Hmm. When I think about that and strip it down to like its bare bones, what I hear it saying is that everyone in a relationship, no matter what type, just want to know that the other person is there to uplift them and care for them uh, and they're dependable and they'll answer those emotional calls that they send out. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, I think to myself, what's the point? Hmm. You know, like, what's the point if I'm in a marriage with you and I showcase signs of withdrawal from the relationship and your response or reaction is to not respond or react? I would be asking myself, what's the point of me being here? You know, it's it very easily would become a what's the point situation. And then there's resentment that comes into play from that. So, you know, if I can do bad all by myself, then be by myself. Okay, so Raji, I can do bad all by myself. All right. Love it. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, you you are right, because I think. If you aren't emotionally engaged in your relationships, it's true what you said. What What is the point? Mm-hmm. Why are we carrying on? If we're going to ride for each other, we both have to show up and care for the health of our relationship. Absolutely. Right? And I think that that spans across all relationships that we have in our lives. But particularly um, with marriage, there's this app called Lasting. Yeah. And Lasting is a marriage counseling that. app. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they they give like really great advice. They have really good emails. Um, if you aren't subscribed to their emails, I really suggest that, that you do. Mm-hmm. And one email that uh, I read was about the 86% rule of emotional calls. So you mentioned emotional calls, right? So emotional calls are the thousands of tiny attempts that both partners make to connect with each other. Yeah. 
So John Gottman, who is the world's foremost marriage researcher, prestigious title, exactly foremost marriage researcher, discovered that healthy couples respond positively to eighty-six percent of one another's emotional calls. How about we bump that up to ninety-six percent? Because I'm greedy, <laughs> you know. No, but for real, I think about the fact that emotional calls show up in a number of ways in a marriage. They can be attempts to get attention, affection, affirmation. And when I talk about affection, I really mean emotional and physical affection, mm-hmm. empathy, and then any other emotional needs that the other person might have. Partners fill the call lines with dozens of emotional calls every day, which adds up, you know, over time. Yeah. I think of that, and that's about 5,000 to 10,000 calls per year. Imagine missing that much. Mm -mm. Mm. You need a new service provider. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And then for marriages that last 50 years or so, you're talking about, what is that, 250,000 to 500,000? Wow. Yeah. Those calls form the foundation of any relationship. And I think about platonic friendships, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm always the listener and you never care about how I'm doing Mm. or if there's anything that I might need when I'm having a challenging time, is that the type of friendship that I should be seeking out? Uh, no. Exactly. Reciprocity. Right? Exactly. Is it? Especially when the bank of Candace's emotional spending and trust is experiencing financial hardships. Oh my God. Yes. The bank. I have a whole bank. It's mine. It has my name on it. Okay. Yes, it has my name on it. You know what this conversation makes me think about? Mm. The new edition, Mr. Telephone Man. Oh Mr. Telephone Man. There's something wrong with my line When I dial my baby's number I get a click every time My bad. Let's get back to it. Aw, wait. I thought it was dance break time. What happened? (laughs) No, the fun is over. Oh, okay, okay. All right, so you and I haven't always thrived in this area of hearing the phone ring and answering on time. (laughs) But what we have learned is that we have to think of emotional calls as attempts to connect rather Mm. than actual connections because your attempts can either succeed or fail, right? Yeah. So emotional calls are asking your partner, will you be there for me? Exactly, exactly. I think a pivotal moment for us was when we read Gary Chapman's Five Love Languages. Mm. We learned then that we had different ways of expressing and receiving love, which speaks right to emotional calls that we send and answer. Mm -hmm. I think we are still learning to look out for the signs that the other may be sending out. And if Dr. Gottman's research shows that couples in satisfying marriages respond positively to 86% of each other's emotional calls, that means that emotional engagement is the single largest predictor of relationship success. We know what that means. Emotional engagement is at the rut. It's at the rut. It's at the rut. You know what I mean? It's the roots of all of it. (laughs) So, you know, emotional engagement is just a fancy term for conveying to your partner what you're feeling right now matters to me so much. Mm. And if they're answering emotional calls, you know, that it's just saying that. Hmm. That is so true. 
oh, the five love languages. Reading that book together truly opened my eyes to how I needed to show my love and appreciation to you. I mean, if we're being honest, which that's the whole premise of this whole thing, mm-hmm. right? It's really easy to put emotional engagement on the back burner. Yeah, We've fallen into that because of work and family obligations and getting lost in what feels like the endless world living inside of our phones, mm. right? It's easy to fall into a TikTok hole, y'all. That's so Instagram, true. same thing. You can scroll for hours and hours, but something worth having is worth the work, and you can't answer emotional calls if you aren't listening for them. That's so true. Right? And that's not to say that we're going to answer them, you know, right away, or even in the ways in which our partner needs, but mm. we have to be able to listen for them and then ask questions mm-hmm. right if we're not answering them in the way that our partner needs many times problems in relationships arise because we are afraid to be vulnerable with oh. our partners and tell them the things that we are truly thinking and feeling yes yes that helps to build a divide where both people withdraw and become frustrated with one another to the point where because they are no longer on the same page they decide to end things yeah it's so true and you know Emotional engagement isn't just about communicating, though, right? It's not just about having the conversation, but it's about having deep discussions Mm. where everyone feels heard. Not just this, you know, little flighty stuff, the the superficial things. Mm -hmm. You have to dig deeper. And it sounds simple, but in practice, it takes real intentionality to bring that about. Like, how many times has this scenario played out for you? You come home exhausted from work. All you want to do is put on your comfy clothes, relax, have dinner, and zone out by watching TV. You or forgot scrolling. the wine. Oh, you I'm forgot sorry. the wine. Yes, yes. I'm joking. <laughs> Uncork that wine, pour yourself a glass, right? Have dinner and zone out by watching your favorite TV show yeah. or scrolling through social media. You may ask your partner how their day was, but beyond that, no deep conversation happens. Yeah, and do that often enough and it becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. We know from experience, you know, it's taken many hours of fighting and asking each other, why don't you? Or why do you? With that accusatory tone, Mm -hmm. many days of sharing, this made me feel like and what I hear you saying is to come out of that place of reacting with compromise to truly being proactive and collaborate to fulfill the needs that both of us had. Yes, it definitely has taken many conversations for us to be able to openly talk about what we need and how we need it because vulnerability isn't for the faint of heart. No, it's not. It definitely isn't because it's paired with a lot of self-reflection that can very much many times can be very uncomfortable absolutely if you're not um if you're not willing to explore yourself and your thoughts and your reactions Mm -hmm. right but we've learned that by doing that unabashedly saying what we need and how we need it we're creating an environment of collaboration not compromise Mm -hmm. in our relationship According to the website, The Olive Branch, in a collaborative environment, each person finds out what the other needs and both work together to meet those needs. Mm. During the collaborative process, parties may decide to compromise, 
But without collaboration, compromise is just two or more parties leaving the conflict with only partially fulfilled needs. And ain't nobody got time be walking around all unfulfilled. <laughs> I'm so serious. I used to go back and forth on this whole idea, though, um, because as a kid growing up in the 90s, wasn't nobody talking about let's collaborate Mm -mm. our teachers and family they were talking about the importance of compromising and sharing what fulfillment you could get shoot but you learn better and you do better Mm -hmm. i've reflected on compromising in our relationship and in the long run compromising has made each of us at different times feel as if we weren't fulfilled but when we have said babe Let's plan our next vacation together. And we both agree to visit somewhere we haven't been before and build the vacation kind of surrounding that idea. We both feel like, damn, that was good money that we spent. (laughs) You know? Yes, it's so true. And speaking of which, I want to play a little game. Okay. Okay. So let's plan a collaborative vacation right now using an improv tool we learned at work called yes and (laughs) so yes and is a fun way to spark collaboration because you don't say no to any idea that is brought up you just say yes and and you add to it simple right yeah okay so let's go candace where would we like to go on our next vacation somewhere sunny Oh, yes, and somewhere with a beach. Ooh, yes, and somewhere with clean water at the beach. Yes, and somewhere where we can do water sports Ooh, on this beautiful, clear, clean water. Okay, and how about we stay very close to the beach? Yes, and let's stay somewhere that's all-inclusive. Yes, and save me that money. <laughs> Yes, I like it. I like it a lot. (laughs) And perhaps use that money to visit some local attractions, like for one day, maybe a museum or a shopping area. Yes, and let's not rent a car, but take local modes of transportation. Ooh, yes, and we'll plan it out in advance so that we feel safe and feel like we know where we're going. Yes, and let's go now. (laughs) Yes, but there's still Corona. <laughs> I said but, so like I totally messed it up. You messed yes. it up. You messed and it up. And there's still Corona. And that's how you end the game, people. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I messed up because I said yes. but. But that's just a small example. And it may seem silly at first, but it's just one way of going ahead and, and doing that. You yeah. Know? I, really, I really do like that idea of the yes and, you know, and even when you caught yourself and you said, but Mm -hmm. you know you were like "Ooh, let's go back you know it doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect out the gate every time it means that you're trying and there's a concerted effort there and dr goffman also talks about this 96 percent conflict rule and essentially the way you start your conversation 96 percent of the time it's going to end that way Hmm. so think about it if you start a conversation positively there's a 96 percent chance that that conversation will end on a positive note but if you started out the gate negative accusatory you know with this thought process of I'm unfulfilled and I have resentment then it's going to end that way you know so you go into Mm. situations uh with this idea of I want to resolve and I'm going to start this off on a positive note because I really want to understand versus be right 
You know, you said something right there in talking about this 96% conflict that I thought was really important. And, you know, the way that you started is more more often than not 96% of the Mm -hmm. the time, actually, because you said it, Mm -hmm. the way that the conversation is going to end. But you know what helps you to recognize how to start a conversation? Mm -hmm. Answering your partner's emotional (laughs) calls. I love how you just did that. I mean, I just had a full circle moment in my mind while you were talking. And I was like, wait, she just put it all together for me. Yeah. Because if you learn how to answer your partner's emotional calls, right? Because we start from like day zero. Yes. Day zero of of the relationship (laughs) is when you're learning about your partner and how to answer those calls. Mm -hmm. And so if you know the buttons to push. Don't push the red button. Right. (laughs) If you know the things... That are going to bring a calm energy to your partner and that are going to make them feel heard, then you need to do those things. Very you need true. to step out the petty. Yes. Because I get it. When you're when I'm angry, I get petty. Yeah. All, all of this stuff, it's taken me a long time to not throw it out the window mm-hmm. and to be like, Kelly, remember, collaboration is the goal. <laughs> you know, because then my compromise brand comes on and it's like, whatever, what's going to make you happy? Yeah. Whatever. I'm just yeah. going to give up whatever yeah. I want. But, but, you know, you bring up a really good point there that oftentimes when people think about uh, approaching conflict or approaching anything with their partner from that place of compromise, mm-hmm. then, yeah, you really do go into it with this thought process that it's going to be a lose-lose. Right. Like, yes. you show up to the table and you're just like, I know I'm a lose, so like, so it don't I don't even, even want to be here. It don't even matter. Yeah. Exactly. But if you do start with an openness to collaborate, you can end feeling like you just won the lotto. True. There's no question about it. No True. question. I have to say, I think my biggest takeaway from our conversation today is that in a relationship, the small stuff matters hell yeah you know how that book i think my mom had it way back in the 90s i say way back gosh i'm that person way back in the 90s (laughs) well mind you my prime time kelly it was like 30 years ago (laughs) it's like 30 years anyway (laughs) anyway my mom had this book called don't sweat the small stuff right and we all know that's about like not letting the small things in life bother you to a certain degree I totally hear that message. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand it. But the small stuff in a relationship is so extraordinarily important. Because, mm-hmm. yes, it's important for you to know that I will be responsible and show up to work, right? Aim for excellence and bring home a paycheck to help provide for this family. Absolutely. But it is equally important for you to know that I'll answer your emotional calls to let you know how beautiful you look in that outfit or listen and ask questions when you tell me how you're feeling not just hear it and say that's nice yeah shrug your shoulders and walk away right and move on so ignoring emotional calls will cause mistrust lack of connection and ultimately a parting of ways. So yeah. all that small stuff will amount to a lot of big stuff. Absolutely. Right? We talk about small steps to reach a goal. Mm-hmm. Eventually you'll get to the goal, but those small steps count. You they know, sure and they do. matter. And so I think you bring a great point. I think for me, my biggest takeaway is that compromise is a lose lose mindset. I'd much rather thrive in a zone where collaboration is our natural go to approach. I'm committed to ensuring that both of our our needs are met and so why wouldn't I take that pr- approach to make sure that we both feel fulfilled in this yeah and so 
you know, it doesn't really matter that, you know, I'm going to stumble along the way, but I think that it is important for me to say out loud and then have that accountability factor to say that I'm going to continue to make that concerted effort to, you know, accept the accountability when I do misstep. Ultimately, I'm just going to try harder later on. Absolutely. And that concerted effort is going to look a number of different ways, right? Especially because um, during times where we're being, you know, socially distant and much more careful Mm -hmm. about where we're spending our time, sometimes creating either quality time um, or the ways in which you answer mm-hmm. emotional calls may may look slightly different. I mean, one example was this past weekend, we did something that yeah. we saw on TikTok, right? <laughs> TikTok can be used for good things. And it was this challenge of going into Target and we had to part ways and yep. each get, um, I think it was six items, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we had to pick up our partner's favorite snack, favorite beverage something that is their favorite color something that reminds us of each other mm-hmm. and then something we wanted the other person to try yes and something is that six or was it like another one something that the person needs right? yes yes exactly yep. and so we did that and it was hilarious because of course I left my phone at home and you had the list of things on your phone yeah. and I was like kept repeating to myself as I'm going through talking what am I getting what yeah am I okay yeah here it is um but I thought that that was a really fun way of us answering each other's emotional calls mm-hmm. to get our favorite things or something that we think the person needs. Yes. Um, because it's a way of showing, hey, I'm listening I've to you. I've been listening. Right? Absolutely. And everybody wants to be heard at the end of the day. Exactly. You know, I love having these conversations with you. Me I too. I really do. And we have to normalize these conversations in order for our relationships to thrive. Speaking mm-hmm. of which... We want our relationships with all of you to thrive, too. So email us at loveyoujustenough at gmail.com. This week, we encourage you to email us with your thoughts on this topic of compromise versus collaborate. And we just may read your thoughts and questions on the next episode. So email us. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. My handle is at Mrs. Candice Brown. And mine is at Mrs. Kelly Ann Brown. Also, don't forget to answer your partner's emotional calls mm-hmm. from our dear, dear friends, the Wonder Pets. <gasps> the phone. The phone is ringing. ringing. This is serious. We, we have, have to help them. them. <laughs> Aww, I miss the Wonder I Pets. I love that. Adorable. Yeah. Oh, but thanks so much for listening today. And we will catch y'all later. All right. Bye, y'all.